0: Welcome to Rate That Album, the uh, album review podcast where myself, Paul Muad'Dib, and my good friend, Joe Fremming, go back and forth on different albums. Joe, how are you doing this eve?
1: (laughs) You know, enjoying the happy holidays with a Z.
0: yes. We uh, uh it, it being the month of December, I decided I'm, I'm for, for this month I'm going to be picking um, holiday albums, Um, and I started with the Bootsy Collins, 2006 Christmas theme album, "Christmas Is Forever." Um, Joe, I, I gotta be honest with you, I think we're the only people that reviewed this album.
1: <laughs> it's, a, it's it's a shame. Paul, oh, because this is like the greatest Christmas album I've ever heard. <laughs> right? uh, this album was fucking amazing. Uh, so I worked in retail for many years in my uh, 20s. And a lot of it was in a mall. And, you know, you hear a lot of Christmas music. Uh, I worked at a place where all we could play was Christmas music. And I just grew to hate Christmas music, so I was really on edge when you picked a Christmas album because it <laughs> brings back some PTSD, man. Like angry customers, like screaming in your face while fucking Earl Earl Ives is singing "Holly Jolly Christmas." It's uh, the holidays really bring the worst out in people. <laughs> yes, which is kind of the opposite of the message of the holidays. <laughs>
0: You know, I worked retail as well, and I got to be honest with you, I'm so burnt out on, on, on Christmas songs. I am just absolutely burnt out. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the standards, the classics, I can't do it. Um, I, I have a friend of mine, I maybe you know him, Blaine. Um, we went to school with him. I think he was a grade or two ahead of us. Um, he's a guy that listens to Christmas songs in July. I mean, he just absolutely loves Christmas music. I, I can't do it. I, I, can't. I can't do it.
1: I can't either. I mean, it's... it's- it goes because those years I did, I really didn't get days off in December. It was just, I was working two jobs and yeah, both of them was with Christmas music playing. And mm-hmm. so if you think about it, like eight hour shifts, seven days a week with nothing but Christmas music, it's going to jade you a bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I worked, I worked at Target in the mall and I worked at,
0: um, that's at Sears in the mall and like clockwork the day after Thanksgiving, the Christmas music hits and that's all you're hearing. And same thing when I, when I managed the gas station, same thing
1: yeah.
0: day, like, like Thanksgiving. And I would work every holiday at at the gas station because I'd get time and a half. Um, and, um, but literally on Thanksgiving, like the Christmas would, would switch to the Christmas music
1: yeah i worked at the shirt place in the mall and mm -hmm. yeah and the thing is like i get why they do it that's right you worked at t-shirts plus that's right yeah i get why they do it because you know people hear christmas music they might want to buy shit you know like i'm sure there's a psychological reason why stores do it i don't know why your gas station did it because that's kind of a built-in uh customer base everybody needs gas if they have a car Yep, and I don't think there's uh, impulse buys and the that weird three ninety nine DVD rack <laughs> with, uh, you know, old uh, Canon films. Well, yeah, no, but I, I will say, you know,
0: if you go to a gas station, like when you're out pumping your gas, you hear music typically playing. Um, this was the days before. Now, most of the time now, you go and you get like a fucking TV screen that starts playing. Yeah. Um, you I know, just, but at the
1: fucking wall. I'm so like, and I work in an ad-based business, but there's intrusive ads, and like the gas station ones are intrusive to me. Oh, absolutely, (laughs) or the ones like in bathrooms too. You'll see those like in like Minneapolis. You'll there'll be a fucking video ad on above a urinal, like. Yep,
0: I hate that shit. I hate that shit. So, yes, this is. I don't think. I, I mean, I've never heard any of these songs play. Um on a, any type of like Christmas place I've been to or where they play music. Um I don't know about you. I've 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 never heard these played anywhere in public.
1: No, I was already out of I was in college by the time this came out, so I I was out of the retail game except for working at uh, Electric Fetus and they would just play like one one or two Christmas albums in the mix, but it wasn't nonstop. I, I wish this album <laughs> was out in like from 2000 to 2005 when i was actually working retail <laughs> right <laughs> this would have made it at least make me not want to put a gun to my mouth <laughs> jesus it, yeah this is like yeah i'm not it's not hyperbole this is my favorite christmas album i've ever heard and i'm shocked i've never heard of it before you suggested it well again i
0: guess th- like I, I think we're the only people that that have reviewed it because i mean you go to the wiki there's nothing there there is nothing on this wiki there's a um there's an all music score so i went to see you know hey was there a review all there is is kind of a conglomerate of what people have said but literally before we did you know as we were doing this i was looking for reviews and things like that there's a few out there like uh like from from the vault, um and but it's from like 2014. It's like a retrospective. There's nothing that's really reviewed this when it came out. Like this was under everybody's radar, or people are like, "Hey, we don't want to deal with a you know a bootsy Christmas album," which is, as you said, really unfortunate.
1: Yeah, it's it's amazing. This is an amazing Christmas album. It sounds like it literally sounds. Uh, if if you imagine. Uh, the Chronic Era, Dr. Dre making a Christmas album. This is what it would sound like. This is like P-Funk and G-Funk combined. Yep, and we'll get into that because there's a lot
0: that's going on here. There's a lot to unpack with this album, um, which is really interesting. Um, there's a few things that I will bring up, but so you really liked it, Joe. So let's kind of let's let's kind of dig in. This let's start with "In Your City," um, the first track, which is kind of an interesting um, track. Bootsy's not really on it in the first track. <laughs> It's just
1: kind of setting the tone for the album and he's bringing the funk, Paul. He's, he's bringing, bringing the, the funk. goddamn funk which more more people need. And let me ask, did you pick this album because I once said a few reviews ago that, you were hopelessly addicted to boring white people <laughs> music. You, you know, so it's so funny you say that because honestly, one of my favorite
0: genres is funk. So it's like, like, like when you called me out on that, I was like, that's really interesting because like I've been a Bootsy fan since high school. Um, you know, I, yeah, I, I, you know, like when I, when I, when I play like a lot of songs, like for myself and things like that, I do a lot of like funk rifting, things like that. So, but yeah, I realized that I haven't gone into this genre at all since we've done this show, and I remember this album, so I was like, "We're gonna do this because how else? What's the best way to introduce people to Bootsy than with a Christmas album?" <laughs> well,
1: why don't you Why don't you give a little bit of a history of Bootsy? Because like so, I think there's people who know him, but uh, I don't think people really know like his starts and all that. Yeah, so we'll get.
0: So let's talk a little bit about Bootsy because you know Bootsy one of those guys that I think has kind of become a joke over the years. And really, this guy is super talented. Okay, so his name is William Collins, is his real name. And um, he, um, in the late 60s, he and his brother Catfish, who you hear him talk about in the album. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, when you hear him talk
1: about Catfish, that's his brother. Well, uh, they, he, he, he does thank like everybody from... Uh, Which you're about to get into, which is a long list. So I think he kind of shortened it up because I think all told, P Funk Funkadelic has like 60 members. Yes, and we could get in.
0: I I think we'll get in the P Funk another time because there's some there's some not so great things about P Funk. They've done a lot of good things, but um, as you said, there were 60 people there, and there's some kind of like you know there's been a lot of shady stuff um, in terms of people getting paid and things like that in the P Funk. Um, that we could get into, I think, when we'll uh, eventually do a P-Funk album. Yeah, or a um, George Clinton album. Yeah, a George Clinton album. So, yeah, in 1968, he started a band called um, The Peace the Pacemakers with his brother. It was a funk band. And um, then in uh, um, in 1970, James Brown's band, a lot of, most of the members quit over a pay dispute. And The Pacemakers were hired as brown's backing band and became known as the jb's so really um that was where a lot of his things like get up sex machine that was the jb's that was that was bootsy collins um bewildered that was bootsy collins super bad soul power talking loud saying nothing that was all bootsy catfish and um cash um, and Bootsy had nothing but great things to say with his time with Bootsy, uh, with, with um, excuse me, with, with James Brown.
1: Yeah, something not a whole lot of people could say.
0: <laughs> no, no. He said basically uh, James Brown treated him like a son, um, you know, really did a lot of good things for him, really, you know, got him off the ground and really, you know, got him going with the
1: funk. Yeah, None of that uh, smoke and crack and driving into to an office building with a handgun demanding to use a bathroom not that James Brown. <laughs> not Dave, no, yeah, not that James Brown. So, after that, Bootsy moved to Detroit
0: and was going to join the, the the Spinners. However, parliament member Mala Franklin said, "Hey, you should join the Funkadelic." And um that's where he got in with the P-Funk with the Mothership. Um, you know, Funkadelic and Parliament albums, he was doing the bass for almost all of it in the early 80s. As well as he's got song credit for a lot of them. Well, going back to 1976, um, he formed a, a band called Bootsy's Rubber Band. <laughs> Goddamn right he did. <laughs> Goddamn right he did. Bootsy's Rubber Band, and they put out like five albums. And
1: yeah, people have uh, you to know, realize everybody involved with uh, Parliament Funkadelic and the you know the spin-offs were insanely prolific. Even with the P-Funk stuff like they're putting out album after album after album it was insane what they were doing yep absolutely yeah they're doing a lot and then in 1978
0: the, the 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 rubber band put out probably their mostly recognized song which was Bootzilla, which was a number one R&B single in 1978 and Bootsy one of the things he's the world's only rhinestone rock star monster of a doll bobble um he put on a lot of things. He calls himself Casper, the funky ghost, to Bootsilla, and he does that here. So, yeah, you'll hear him refer to himself as a lot of things. And, you know, even in, like, 1978 on, uh, you know, people talk about the word baby's mama and how that kind of came recently. No. Bootsy was even in 1978. a song was, was saying, hey, baby mama. So, yeah. And he did he, – he has a – if you look on, on YouTube, um, just look up Bootsy Collins' Diaper. It's an amazing. It's an amazing thing. <laughs> that doesn't seem like something I want to look up on my work computer. <laughs> and, and it's not. But it's not Bootsy in a diaper. Okay. Um. It's, it's, um. He had a guy that played with him, Gary Gary Scheider, and he would play in in a in a diaper, um. And they do just an amazing, amazing um, uh, live live rendition. And Bootsy is like um, is just, uh it's uh, just phenomenal. Um, and um, so I'll, I'll, uh, by, by the end of this, I'll have the, um, I'll have the track for you um, and, and the link, but um, yeah, absolutely. Just look up, just look up Bootsy Diaper and uh, you'll find it. Um, phenomenal stuff. Um, so then in the eighties and stuff like that, he put out his first solo album by himself, which was ultra rave and sweet band. And then um, he was on George Clinton's uncle jam record um, he was billed as Bootsy Sweatband. <laughs> um, he was also was credited for co-producing the debut B- the of the band Zap. People might remember Zap. Um, they put out some, some big hits in the eighties. So yeah, a lot of things. I mean, Bootsy was doing a, a lot of stuff. He was, um, actually the, the lead vocal, people don't realize this, for Weapon of Choice by Fatboy Slim. That was, that was Bootsy. Bootsy quoted Dune on <laughs> one of his songs. I mean, Bootsy was a, is a fucking cool guy. Um, so that's you know that's that's Bootsy. And you know, he has just been, I, I mean, people, I don't think give enough credit to him because, again, it's kind of become a joke over the years, which is really unfortunate um, because he is one of the hardest working motherfuckers out there. I mean, this guy has put out a shit ton of music um and now he's 70. I mean, if you think about this, he was 60 something when this album came out. So yeah. Absolutely awesome. Absolutely awesome stuff. So that's Bootsy in a nutshell. So
1: anything I missed on Bootsy that maybe you wanted to add, Joe? Nope. I think we can get it if we eventually when we get to Parliament Funkadelic, we can get into more of the <laughs> gritty details of that George Clinton. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah Bootsy's like one of the few people that uh, well, not few, he's one of the guys that like didn't have a problem with George. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was one of the well, few people. A lot huh? of other people did have a problem with George though. So. And uh,
0: the the thing is called Bootsy, it's the Space-Based Solo. If you want to find that, it's called Space-Based Solo. And it is it's on YouTube. Just look up bootsy collins space space solo is amazing amazing stuff um so let's get into it because there's a lot of heavy hitters on this album yeah so we're going to awesome. kind of go through i think the last couple ones we've gone through track by track so we will kind of get in a little bit of that because i kind of want to you know say who was on what and um who yeah. um provided uh you know vocals and, and and work for each one so yeah um on this one in your city um uh, mc danny ray was the lead vocals on it, um, who passed away uh, this year. Um, and um, you know, I don't think a lot of people know him, but um, he was the guy that would... <laughs> he was the cape handler for James Brown. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> you, know, you know you know, when James Brown used to get the cape and he throw it off? The guy that put the cape on him, that was Danny Ray.
1: Yeah, and then Hulk Hogan um, stole that for his Hulkamaniac
0: move. Oh, God, he sure did. There's a yeah, fucking won't we'll get in that. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, one thing I will say about this, you know, he has he, he has a laugh um, in there. And I thought, you know what, this guy would be the awesome because the laugh is somewhat creepy. Like it was like a, it reminded me of Vincent Price from Thriller. And I was like, man, this guy would be awesome for a horror album. <laughs> like like, just absolutely awesome. Just He has a, like a Vincent Price like laugh. Did you notice that? Yeah, absolutely. So next we got Merry Christmas Baby. Yeah.
1: And that's,
0: everything was basically done by Bootsy. <laughs>
1: and it's, I, the production on this is amazing. Uh, this is an album I'm going to go back and listen to on uh, headphones. Because yeah. there's so much going on with the production. There's so much instrumentation, which is, uh, it's so layered with things going on. Sonically. Absolutely, that, you know, like I mean, a lot of the this, times, like I forgot it was a Christmas album. <laughs> yeah, no, it's
0: absolute. It's 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 yeah, it's not what you think of. And again, I wish that this would be um, more. Um, you know, people would do th- fun things like this because I'm so tired of hearing the same Christmas songs. You know, my Carey, I think, has put out three Christmas albums. Um, there's another guy who's put out like six Christmas albums. You know, fucking mix it up like do something different with it we don't need to hear you know we've all heard it before do something fun like this so yeah i mean bootsy did the lead vocals backing vocals guitar bass pr- and drums for yeah, merry christmas bass Baby.
1: on this album the bass lines holy fuck, man like he's really shining too like this is like late in his career and he's still fucking tearing it up
0: yeah it's yeah, the bass is is tremendous in this album. So next we get Jingle Bells with a Z, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: and
0: um, you know you have backing vocals um, on this. Um, you know from people you have a human beatbox by Ian Harku Herzog. Bootsy did the lead vocals, the guitars, the bass, the drums. I mean, when you think about everything that's going on and Bootsy's playing all those instruments, and it's being produced like that. That's just massive amounts
1: of talent. Yeah, uh, and he's the one who's producing produced this album. Yeah, so he's yeah. like, he's like, uh, in every like, you know, he's this is uh, insane. You know, like obviously, there's a lot of super talented musicians on this, but the fact that he was able to pull this all together and make it coherent is like a miracle. Absolutely, you got Bishop Don
0: Juan, um, who's known throughout um the rap world um you know he helped out with snoop Dogg's album um he's helped out with ice tea um he's done a lot of things um with like um uh, appearances on the daily show um viva la bam he's just kind of been all around um he's absolutely um just kind of been a staple a figurehead um, he actually is, was considered both Snoop Dogg's and Gina Gershon's um, spiritual advisor, <laughs> 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 which is a weird combination. Um, so yeah, so you got that on there. Then you got holidays. This was um, a highlight for me too. So Buckethead does the speech on it. Um, which I thought oh, was really Guns N' Roses is Buckethead. Guns N' Roses is Buckethead. Um, you got Snoop Dogg in it yep uh, uh d uh Djizzle, um morris mango bootsy collins um daniel weathers um now one thing i'm gonna bring up here because i want to bring up in the album one thing that did uh, that i want to say about this album is that there's a lot of rehashing however so you'll hear things like you know like um you know nothing but a g thing reference you know like like um kind of plays on there you're wow, gonna hear wow, wow. Yippee-oh, atomic dog you're gonna hear um another song i'd rather be with you um he does bootzilla so he kind of takes some of his older works and mixes it in here and takes other songs and, and mixes it in here so that was one thing that I was kind of like mm, okay but it's done so well yeah. that it doesn't bother me that much but it is something i want to bring up and say you know especially when we get to those tracks i'm gonna be like this yeah. is a complete another rehash of an old Bootsy Collins song. But yeah, so, in this one, he does bring up Atomic Dog and a little bit of um, Nothing But A G thing in there. Um,
1: yeah. But it's well, still great. To be fair, though, like Dr. Dre made a career of off of his music. So I, I have no problem with him kind of taking it back. He, he went from P-Funk to G-Funk to P-Funk on this album, and it's amazing. Yes, and... One thing I want to bring up for some of the audience
0: is, you know, you know what people will never know from kind of like, like younger people will, will never realize is just how fucking hardcore Snoop Dogg was back in the day. Like, this He's guy a trial for murder. At <laughs> a trial for murder. He put out a song about it. Murder was the case that they gave me. I mean, and he wore that like a badge of honor. Now you know him for doing fucking Martha Stewart specials and fucking roast specials and laid back tracks and things like that. Snoop Dogg was a badass motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't like Ice Cube who was just a badass in name only. <laughs> right. Right, no, Snoop Dogg was the real fucking deal, and I don't think people will get that. So, next you got Chestnuts. <laughs> Hell yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> chestnuts, a.k.a. the Christmas song, written by Mel Torme, and made funky, of course, by the Bootsy. Um, absolutely great. I, I love this.
1: I, I just It's so much fun. It's just so much fun. Um, I also, I want to say, I love the bizarre, uh, like, speeches in between songs like it's it's just fucking nuts yes one <laughs> but yeah. when it's like a it's later on and i don't remember but he kind of goes off of like almost like a born again tangent yes like, yeah I, <laughs> like, you know, I was driving around so confused <laughs> I,
0: I th- is that the one where he's talking about like the kings of kings and how he Yeah, yeah, them? yeah.
1: He's talking yes. about the Kings of Kings, like Yeah, yeah, because he's it, it starts with Santa not being able to get into his his house because he lived in an apartment. Because he lived in the ghetto, yep. <laughs> and he didn't yep. have a chimney. He didn't have a chimney because the kids <laughs> were making it. was this weird born again <laughs> shit. Like, what's going on?
0: yeah and he yeah he talks about how um how so he changes he he doesn't call people santa because he didn't want people to know so now he calls santa the king of kings and you know jesus
1: jesus isn't it yeah oh yeah oh yeah and he basically yeah it's jesus you know santa claus is jesus yep you know i'm just gonna go with it (laughs) yeah at this point you
0: might as well because it's bootsy but yeah no he absolutely he starts going off on that and that's just great um and I want to say that one was Silent Night. I
1: think it was. It was. This album was a ride, man. Like I, I don't remember where everything was placed. Like there's a part where he's talking about he's asking kids what they want for Christmas, and this one kid wants, wants like wants the all the money in the world and <laughs> he wants all the dames and all the money. <laughs> I was just like, holy shit! And one
0: one one girl wants a bike. And, and, a, and a Barbie doll. One kid wants nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he's like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's
0: great. <laughs> what do you want for Christmas? I want all the dames and all the money.
1: Uh yeah, you do. <laughs> 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 and, he's not even listening to their answers. He's <laughs> putting <laughs> just put it on the record. <laughs> and, and
0: just... You know, again, we, we we introduced you guys a little bit to Bootsy if you didn't listen to it, uh with William Shatner. And Bootsy just has this great way of of talking and and singing and just has this amazing, I mean, Bootsy wears himself on a sleeve, you know, oh yeah baby mama (laughs) yeah, 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 no, there's no filter with Bootsy, (laughs) there's no filter with Bootsy, and it comes off in this Christmas album, which gets us to winter funky land
1: (laughs) yeah, with uh, Macy Gray with Macy Gray, yep yeah, the second most weird thing Macy Gray has ever done after her number one being her cover of don't go Breaking my heart with old dirty bastard <laughs> right
0: now what's interesting about this one is he brings cash his um, uh, one of the guys that was in the original one to do drums um so yeah you had, you had the backing vocals you know you had you had Macy gray um you know you had someone else do keyboards um you know you, you just there's so much great stuff going on here um and you know bootsy did Bootsy plays guitar and does percussion on this one. There's other people play. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on on this one. Like there's there's a lot of instrumentation. And, yeah,
1: it's and, but wild, it's, man. It's wild. But it's probably <laughs> Again, the best one version. Of the, of, you, you get into this album that you'll you'll forget it's a Christmas album until you start listening to the lyrics. But so, but sometimes there's so much interesting music going on that like I just wasn't paying attention to the lyrics. So I was like, wow, that's that's weird. I wonder how they did that.
0: And there's a lot of things there where you kind of go, it, it's, it's yes. Even like in 2006, even now you kind of sit back and you listen to something, and you go, how did they do that? There's a lot of that. I remember sitting in the car, listening to this and going, whoa, that came out of nowhere. How the fuck did they pull that off? <laughs> <laughs> and then we got, uh, Santa's coming, AKA Santa Claus has come to town. Um, <laughs> which george clinton does um does a speech on this one um you know uh, there's just you know, like, then you got
1: go I ahead like george clinton man like i, I know he's he was kind of shady with his bandmates but man that guy's fun
0: <laughs> he he's a, a lot of
1: fun he's a lot he of fun. A fun dude i wish i would have seen him in live yeah, that's, that's, that's like something I Prince are like one of those things like I wish I wish I would have seen him live at that first app show where he got arrested at, for having a crack for smoking crack. <laughs> 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 yeah, I remember. I remember hearing about that. Um, yeah, no,
0: that's I, I'm with you with that. Prince is one of those things I regret never seeing live. George Clinton is another one I regret never seeing live. Bootsy will be one I will regret never seeing live.
1: Well, he's um, still alive, so if he's tours, if he ever tours, I'll go. I'll go with you. Oh, that'd be awesome! I'd love to go to Bootsy
0: with you. Hell, hell yeah! Hell yeah! So next we got boot off Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, aka Rudolph the Funky Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, this was a wild
1: track, man. This was another favorite
0: of mine. <laughs> yeah, the kids singing. Rudolph, won't you ride the mothership tonight?
1: <laughs> <laughs> this, this all made me feel like I was on acid.
0: It was wild. Like, so, Catfish, his brother, does the guitar on this one. Bootsy does pretty much everything else. um uh, Toby Donahue helps out with it, and Don Bynum, um, Bynum did the, um, did the uh, saxophone. Now we get the one that I, I, I you know, Silent Night. <laughs> <laughs> this is the weirdest rendition of Silent Night you'll ever hear. <laughs> yep,
1: it's probably one of my favorites. <laughs> um, I'm so sick of the other one.
0: <laughs> it's, It's, yeah, I mean, it's... You know, again, it's just, you have to hear it. You have to, I mean, it's just nothing you'll expect. It is not traditional (laughs) Silent Night. Um, It goes off the rails real quick in a great way. (laughs) In a great way.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a, this is a, this album's a must hear, man. Like, people need to hear this album. I feel, I feel like this album needs to be known. I wish it was like I said,
0: I mean, no one reviewed this thing. Like I said, we're pretty I, as far as I know, we're probably one of the only few people that have reviewed this fucking album. Um now, Slay ride. Charles Daniels, Charlie Daniels is on this out on this track, dude. The devil went down to Georgia, man. <laughs> yep, Slay ride. So Charlie Daniels is on the fiddle and doing backing vocals. Um, sugarfoot is doing backup vocals. Um you know, you got you got Raspberry doing vocals. Um, you got Paul Patterson doing mandolin and violin. I mean, there's there's a lot. Like I said, there's a lot going on that's like he put in, he went all out on this fucking album. And just think about that. Charlie Daniels worked on a funk Christmas album, man. How crazy is that?
1: He was he was an alright guy until he fucking went off the rails, man. Not in like the fun Bootsy Collins way, but in the tragic uh Fox News watching, Uncle way. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, I, I, I mean, I'm not shocked, but it happens. Um, this Christmas, <laughs> AKA this Christmas, um, you got Roger Troutman, who is known for his talk box and did a lot of early '90s West Coast hip hop. Does the does the vocals on this one, um, or does the speech on this one? You got Bootsy, you got Matt Dawson. Um, this is a great one this Christmas is a great one. Yeah. Um, so be with you. All right. This is the one that, um, I was like, Ooh, cause I love the original, the original. I'd rather be with you, um, by, um, uh, I believe that's, I don't know if that was, I think that's Bootsy's rubber band. Um, not, uh, yes, not the P funk, but that's Bootsy's, um, I'd rather be with you is a great song. It's a great fucking song, and it's got that weird. um, God, what was that song with? um, uh, California knows how to party. It's got that vocal, that that robot vocal in there that he throws in. So it's basically like I'd rather be with you, but then like in 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 the where the spaces are this Christmas. So that was that was hilarious. Um, yeah, and um, so, yeah,
1: and then we end with "Christmas is Forever," yes, with Bobby Womack, yeah, lead vocals. <laughs> I mean, it it's wild. You could have this list of uh, musicians make a coherent album. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Bobby Womack, Charlie Daniels, uh, Snoop Dogg, what? Yeah, Macy Gray, Macy Gray, <laughs> Buckethead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. And this is a song that um, that Bootsy uh, wrote. Uh, Christmas is forever. Um, yeah, it's it's absolutely a trip. Like this is an absolute trip. Um, so yeah, and you got Bolita Woods, um, who did an early demo. Um, of, I just love you. Um, so she's been around. You know, she was a funk, disco, soul singer um, from back in the day. Um, yeah, you know, she passed away. That that's one of the sad things about this. Like when you look at a lot of this, and you realize just how old, um, um, you know, Bootsy is at this point, and the people he's working with. A lot of people that were on this album have passed away.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's depressing. Thanks for bringing this incredibly fun uh review down i was having too much fun paul well you know i'm a i'm a big downer but yeah i mean you know it's one of those things i mean again bootsy
0: is 70 at this point you know what i mean and it's just what it is you know but god in 2006 these guys were having the fucking time of their lives making this album like you could tell people were having fun doing this
1: yeah and it's again it's like this is one of those albums like i i there wasn't a moment I really disliked on it. It was like front to back, just solid. Solid production, uh, solid musicianship. Like, I didn't have vocals that were like, eh. You know, like, it was just like so well done. <laughs> it's like, why why does nobody know about this record? Why is this the first time I'm hearing about it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised, man, because I know about it. So I was, I would assure you, were knew, you knew about it.
1: I can't keep track of everything, man.
0: no that's that's true that's fair um but yeah no this was um It was produced mixed
1: and recorded by Bootsy yeah Um, which is like that's a lot of I mean that's a lot of work it's a lot of work to be in a a session recording music and getting it just right it's a lot of work being behind the console mixing everything so it, it sounds good it's a it's I mean he's it's like six full-time jobs he had on this album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I and
0: again, and think about again all the people he had involved with it and having to juggle that and juggle all the different ways people were coming in, just the way he was rewriting a lot of these songs. Again, I think a lot of people they phone in Christmas albums, right? It's already written, it's already whatever. Yeah. So you just kind of do a little bit of a spin and it's you know, you're in and out of the studio. It's nothing outrageous and here he is taking all these songs that have been around for 40 50 60 70 80 years and completely reworking them with a different cast on each fucking track essentially yeah uh just that alone just that alone yeah is it's worth the price of a like
1: just how fucking talented he is man like it's yeah, and we ta- We've talked staggering. about staggering. Like, like it's almost offensive how talented he is. It's,
0: it's, it's not fair, right? It's not fair. <laughs> like this man is like the most talented man in the world. Like what the fuck? Yeah, and he's a joke, and that's what that that that's like the pressing part about it. Like people look at him and just kind of laugh, you know? Oh, it's bootsy, whatever. And no, it's yeah. No, he's, he's, he's fucking, he's been doing it for a long ass time and he's fucking a, a gen- I mean, I, you know, I throw the word genius around, you know, not sparingly. This is, he's genius.
1: Yeah. He's he genius. Yeah. And uh, I think he'll get his recognition at some, like, I mean, they started, like these guys got their recognition at least wouldn't the G-Funk era with uh, the chronic doggy style and Regulators came out. Mm -hmm. Like, people were like, you know, like, Dre was not... uh, He was not shy about saying about how awesome Funkadelic and Bootsy and all these Clinton were. So it's like, I think he'll have his moment. I I hope it's not when he's dead, (laughs) though. I want him to at least... He he deserves all the respect. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I really hope
0: like people get into a Bootsy resurgence soon, um, because I mean, Bootzilla is a phenomenal record front and back as well. I've debated doing Bootzilla um, on on this, um, and you know, instead I landed on this. Um, and of all people that got me in the Bootzilla. Um, uh, was, um, oh, it was, I'm uh, sorry. Bootsy is the, the big track. It was, um, Bootsy player of the year. <laughs> Damn right. He was <laughs> player, player of the year 1978. Um, <laughs> and, um, it's, um, a girl that we went to school with Stephanie. Um, she got me in the Bootsy, um, because she was talking about how her dad had this record. And I was like, you know, and she's like, oh, man, you got to hear this song, Bootsilla. And so I went out to the fetus and I got Bootsy player of the year. And that's what turned me on the Bootsy because uh, we were in a homeroom together. I think this was um, sophomore year. I think it was our sophomore year in high school when I got in the Bootsy. Um, and it totally like was just like, holy shit. Like, I- I've loved funk ever since. Um, so, yeah, that's Bootsy's Christmas is Forever album, Joe. Um, You know, would, so first of all,
1: would you recommend it as a Christmas album? I'd recommend this as an in any album. It's phenomenal. Like, I love it. I love this album. This is my favorite Christmas album. I love every track. Like, I was not bored. I was not, <clears throat> I wasn't annoyed by vocalists or anything. Like, I really just enjoyed this album a lot.
0: And that's the next thing I was getting. Would you recommend it as a
1: funk album? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, there's, like I said, as we're talking, uh, there's moments where I just completely forgot it was a Christmas album.
0: Yeah, I agree. I've known about this album for a while. Um, You know, I've listened to it here and there. I haven't listened in a while, um, so it was kind of nice going back and revisiting it, and I loved it just as much now as I did then. Um, it's just it's a lot of fun. Yes, I would completely recommend this album. I'd recommend every single song on the album. <laughs> um, you know, listen all the way through because there is kind of that theme with like the speeches and the talking and songs kind of bleeding into one another. Um, it, it, it's, I mean, it's almost like a concept album in a way. But again, it's a cover, but it's it's genius. And again, it's Bootsy being, you know, it was Bootsy being very you know sentimental. It was him saying a lot of thank yous, uh, uh, you know, throwing out a lot of respect to people over the years that you know, as we know, were you know, passing away and were at you know, towards the end of their careers and their lives. And it, there's just there, there's a lot here, and it, you you can tell that they're having fun, and it, you can tell he's being genuine in you know, as he's throwing out these these thank yous and these Christmas you know wishes to these people. Yeah,
1: it's it's yeah it's amazing and heartfelt and wild and crazy and startling at times (laughs) (laughs) in a good way though it's a really good being startled like holy what was that you know it's it's it's, this is like a fun album and uh, i think i wish more christmas albums were fun
0: yeah I, I wish more of them were fun like this, uh, you know, and not, like I said, I wish people would take chances like this. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of chances in this and you know, at the, at the brisk of sounding really, really white, I love how a lot of these songs were made into, you know, these traditional white boring songs were made into funk songs, um, for, for the urban listener. Like this has been a long time coming and I'm surprised more artists, more funk artists, more rap artists, um, haven't uh, r&b artists haven't done things like this um and really gone out there and really made a far out christmas album like this yep they won't because there's no money in it but (laughs) well and and that's the sad thing right because again there's no reviews uh, on this album
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you'll find reviews of Mariah Carey's countless Christmas albums. Are... There's so many. I mean, they're almost all... They're, they're all the same. They're, they're all terrible. They're all the same. They're joyless you know, it, slogs. And, you know, it's sad that
0: this didn't get more recognition because, as we talked about, it's a great album. It's a great
1: album. Yeah, it stands on its own outside of a Christmas album. Yeah, and, you know... I can't think of maybe... Uh, Vince Guaraldi's Charlie Brown Christmas works outside of a Christmas album just because it's uh, so iconic.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But
1: yeah, but that's that's a stretch. This one actually it stands on its own outside of being a Christmas album.
0: Yeah, and the sad thing is, is that you know, All Music Rating only gave it three and a half stars, which doesn't really even begin to, to comment on it you know i mean the small review i'm gonna read it here just a small review on 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 all music and this is all they did it's basically a paragraph it should come there's no surprise that bootsy collins completely blows the concept of what a christmas album should be as he deconstructs reassembles and totally funks up several holiday standards which might be the best christmas dance album ever made um you know, Jingle Bells, Winter Wonderland, Rudolph the Retinal Reindeer end up getting filtered through Collins' P-Funk Zone in a tracks called Jingle Bells, Winter Funky Land, and Boot Off. Well, Chunky the Funky Reindeer shows up during the career become Chunky because he's funky. Um, <laughs> sleigh ride which again has charlie daniels and the whole affair bounces bubbles and pulses like a holiday lava lamp set at hyperspeed full hall call outs and vocals aside it's one impressive energetic bundle of holiday cheer snoop dogg guests on on holidays bobby Wilmax handles the lead vocal on the main on the track uh, on the main title track Meanwhile, Bootsy stomps through his cartoon neon landscape like some ultra-jolly hip-hop Santa, spreading grad tidings and goodwill to all, and making sure everyone keeps their feet moving. This is some Christmas groove. Grandma might even like it. Three and a half stars. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, of, like you give what? Four? You, what's out of five? Out of five? Well, that's weird. Right. You give this glowing review, and then you give it three and a
1: half stars. Yeah. That's why I don't give—I don't, you know— I take music reviews with a grain of salt. I go to the sources I I respect. Yeah, <laughs> yep. And that navel gazer doesn't sound like somebody I respect.
0: Yep. It just says Christmas um uh, a review by Steve Legard at at Christmas at, at you know at um, at All Music. Now again, you know I don't think All Music was was really around uh, how long ago. So I think a lot of this is retrospectives. Um, but. You know, again, the point is, is that, yeah, I think this is a five.
1: Yeah, <laughs> five out of
0: five. This is a five out of five. Um, it's very rare that you and I will sit through an album and go, every song needs yeah. to be listened to. Um, and this is just one of those, one of those albums. Like every single song, sit and listen through it. You know, throw this on. Um, you know, when when you're sitting back, you know, even if you're not in the Christmas you know even, even when christmas is not your thing put on a funk album because just as joe said putting on the headphones and listening to what they do and what what bootsy has done here just musically and sonically is worth listening to as the price of admission
1: 100 percent. yeah this is a good headphone music almost all bootsy is going to be great headphone music but this is you know <clears throat> you know he had the technology and everything to make a a phenomenal sounding album and there's just a lot going on in it
0: yeah so there we go that is bootsy collins christmas is forever joe i found a christmas album you like
1: yep you did you did all you're right, buddy. your Judeo Christian beliefs on me. Oh, I should, I should make, it, make it very clear that I am not Christian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me make that very clear. Yeah, yeah right. Come on. <laughs> Fucking Jerry Falwell over here. <laughs> <laughs> watching watching the pool boy bang his wife. <laughs> you know what, man? If if I had Jerry Falwell money, I. No. <laughs> no. You're saying no. you wouldn't be a cuckold?
0: I'm saying, I, I'm saying I'd am saying i have enough money not to be a cuckold. <laughs> Which is kind of the point of having a lot of money, to avoid being a cuckold. <laughs> yeah, kind of. It's kind of weird, right? Like, you got Jerry Falwell money, and yeah, here you are watching your wife bang the pool boy. I, I don't know. I mean, again, I thought that's why you got all the money.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm confused by that <laughs> the dynamic.
0: The dynamic just isn't working right. No, no, it's not. Oh. So, sir,
1: um, what are we doing next week? Well, let's talk about what's coming up for the Joe down first. Oh, I'm sorry. We'll yes, get, plugs. Yeah, plugs, we'll Joe do down. the plugs. Uh, this week, we're, uh, we're, what, when we're recording, uh, Brown and I will be reviewing Black Swan. Ooh, have you watched it yet? Not yet. I plan okay. on watching it either tonight or tomorrow. And then... Just because I'm wanna be also in the holiday spirit like you, Paul, and impose my Judeo Christian beliefs on people. <laughs> I'm making Brown watch a Christmas story. Ooh. Two. Oh the official sequel. Oh. That's no. the, that's how it, the title is. Oh no. Oh yeah. Oh God. Uh remember straight to straight to video sequels. Yes, I do. (laughs) Yeah, so straight to seeming sequels. Yeah, he's gonna sit through that.
0: God, that had Daniel Stern in it, didn't it?
1: Yeah, he plays the dad.
0: Oh god. Oh my god. What happened to him? What happened to Daniel Stern?
1: I don't know. Probably all those concussions he got from Macaulay Culkin. Well, I was going to say, I think maybe City Slickers too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even the the third City Slickers set that one. out and had to get John Lovitz in it.
0: Oh God, I forgot there was a third one.
1: No, the second one, the third uh, of the trio. Oh and yes, played the act, the actor who played the third friend in the first one, but yep. they replaced him with John Lovitz in the sequel. That's right. That's yeah, curly right. gold, you know.
0: Yep, curly's gold. Curly it's never blue. good when
1: you have to bring in John Lovitz
0: <laughs> no, no.
1: <laughs> looking at you, news radio. <laughs> hey,
0: oh, well, it's not like they wanted to. <laughs> that,
1: that was a tragic circumstance.
0: That, that was that was a really, really sad circumstance. I mean, I was just reading a, uh, an article about that just not
1: the other day, and I was like, oh, fuck, that's right. Uh, Bill Hartman, guy was fucking brilliant. Guy was brilliant. News radio is one of my favorite shows of all time. That show yeah. was
0: great. It 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 was it was phenomenal. Uh, yeah, I really think like Home Alone Two is about where Daniel uh, Stern's <laughs> career started to really go downhill. What,
1: what about that? Uh, what was that movie where you played the Celtics fan and they kidnapped the basketball player? Celtic Pride. Celtic Pride. I <laughs> <laughs> You knew that right away. Yeah, with Dan Aykroyd, my man. <laughs> See, with david waynes <laughs> yeah i knew you would know that a man who voluntarily sat down and watched speed Two cruise control would obviously <laughs> no celtic fuck you well. <laughs> <laughs> oh man speed
0: Two cruise control <laughs> oh you know, i i'm surprised you guys didn't do um kirk cameron saving christmas
1: yeah, there's only so much self-hating I have. This <laughs> is him in a car yelling about Jesus at a guy. I think. I, I think that's. I think that's the synopsis actually on the back of the box. Oh, <laughs> Some people we'll do those "God's Not Dead" movies with Kevin. Oh, Marvel. Oh God! Fuck!
0: No! Oh man! Fucking
1: Hercules! What the hell? Oh, what the hell? Minnesota Pride! Son of a bitch! <laughs> All right, now we will get to what's happening next week. I'm giving you a choice between a and B, Paul.
0: Ooh, and I'll
1: tell you what the choices are. like I haven't marked them down, but one is a Christmas album. the other is the Wheel of Shit.
0: Let's do the Christmas album. Let's keep it going with the, with, the, with, the, with, the, with, the, with with that uh, with be
1: the doing, We're gonna be doing Christmas from the Heart by Bob Dylan. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Fuck. All right. Yeah, it's about time we got to old Robert Zimmerman, my good friend Robert Zimmerman.
0: Oh God, I'm yeah. shocked at you. I never would have thought I would have thought I would have done Bob Dylan before before you did. <laughs>
1: yeah, not during Christmas, buddy. This is the only Bob Dylan album I'm ever gonna pick. Oh man. <laughs> and he pretty butchers and all these Christmas songs. It's amazing. I'm surprised uh I'm surprised the uh, whatever. What is those weird right wing you know, like this Jewish guy's destroying our Christmas music?
0: He's <laughs> like, Jewish.
1: What is what is what is he doing? <laughs> I think he might be a Jew for Jesus. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know what is I don't know what is he's pretty mum on his actual religion, so but he's done Christian albums. Yeah, he, but we're not he, going there. We're he, going for "Christmas from the Heart" by Bob Dylan.
0: Yeah, he went through a Christian phase there. I remember that
1: with like, um, uh, God, what was
0: that uh, what was that what was that uh, album? Oh fuck, uh,
1: saved, and there was, what was it? Joker
0: Man. Yeah, with with Joker Man. Um,
1: oh, God. Damn yeah, saved. Uh, shot of love. Or. Mm-hmm slow train coming infidels infidels Infidels, yeah
0: yeah that's the one i was thinking i was thinking infidels yeah
1: no no we're not doing that no you know we're doing we're doing this christmas album paul we're doing christmas from the heart christmas in the (laughs) heart you know he covers with his um, amazing voice do you hear what i hear and winter wonderland and hark the herald angels sing jesus christ
0: (laughs) all right all right. <laughs> A song
1: called Christmas Island. <laughs> Christmas
0: Island. Oh my god. Oh, you know, hearing hearing Bootsy's Winter Funky Land and now having to go to Bob Dale's Winter Wonderland, I just I don't think it's gonna I don't think it's gonna compare.
1: <laughs> I can already tell you I'm not gonna suggest it. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. All right. Uh, should have gone with the wheel of shit, my friend. Oh, yeah. Well, should've it is the one in the chamber for the Christmas album. Was gonna... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was semi expecting
0: uh, Shatner Claus, to be honest with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, but we just did a Shatner one. We can't do can't do another one that quick. No, 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 we
0: cannot. Maybe next maybe next December we'll do we'll do Shatner Claus. Um, yeah. <laughs> his version
1: of Feliz Navidad is something to hear <laughs> yeah. I wish Bob Dylan did Feliz Navidad <laughs> <laughs> <Merry Christmas>. <laughs> <laughs> Feliz Navidad, <laughs> Feliz Navidad. <laughs> I want to wish you a Merry Christmas.
0: You know, I, I will say I I went and saw um I saw Bob Dylan live during his um Love and Theft tour, and I you know I now I there's there's Bob Dylan I enjoy I'm not gonna lie I I do enjoy do enjoy me some Bob Dylan, um I was it was such a colossal disappointment because he was going through that country phase at that point, so all of his. You know, uh, uh, he did all these like country renditions of of his songs and things like that. And it was just it was a massive, massive disappointment. It was just it was it was frustrating to sit through
1: all his whole career has been a giant fuck you to people who like him. (laughs) Well, not in a fun way like Tom Waits, but in a dark and disturbing way like Bob Dylan.
0: (laughs) Well, we could definitely discuss how he's given a lot of people fuck yous over the years uh, next week when we do this album. So, all right. Well, Joe, do you want to take us out? <laughs> no.